should not believe that. Hello, this is Melissa Libby and welcome to Mom Treading Water. Coming up is my interview with Heather Nieves. She is the podcast host of Let's Talk Meditation and More, as well as the founder of I Love Me Yoga. I'm going to include all of Heather's information in the show notes because I'm sure after this episode, you are going to want to be in contact with her. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share Mom Treading Water. I appreciate any feedback. You can follow us on Facebook under the same name of Mom Treading Water and be on the lookout. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary, going to be having some giveaways and a little bit more. On Instagram at Imperfect Mom Treading Water, as well as on YouTube and TikTok. So thank you for joining us today on Mom Treading Water. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Hello, this is Melissa Libby, and welcome to Mom Treading Water. Today, I am very excited to have Heather Nieves. She is going to be talking with us about the benefits of meditation and mindfulness with our children. I know it's something that I have, I've been practicing meditation for years and something I try to incorporate with my kids. Uh, so we're excited to hear from an expert. And Heather is also the host of Let's Talk Meditation and More and the founder of I Love Me Yoga. So we'll be including all of those links uh, in the show notes, as well as her social media pages, because I know after this episode, you are going to want to hear more from Heather. So Heather, welcome. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so honored to be here. And I just love how the universe works in making connections through someone else. I feel like those are just so much more organic since Carrie, who was on your podcast, yes. uh, introduced us. And so thank you for having me. Oh, I'm glad to be here. And, and oh my gosh, Car Carrie's the best. And friends, if you have not listened to that episode, it's about getting your kids outside, but it's also the best tips on how to get out the door pain-free. It has honestly been life-changing in our, our home, but Let's get to you, Heather. Heather, you, um, you are, you practice meditation, mindfulness. Would you be, could you share with us how you got started on that journey? Absolutely. Honestly, when I work with clients as a women's empowerment coach or in my yoga classes in person or online or in my meditation membership, I have been asked, oh, was this how you've been your whole life? Because it's sometimes an assumption. Mm -hmm. And the truth is I didn't get into this journey until I became a mother because motherhood transforms us dramatically. We lose ourselves, which is sad and beautiful all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And we have this really interesting relationship with food and our body and this intense transformation happens. And so add in stop working a successful career, become a stay-at-home mom, move across the country from the East Coast to the West Coast, and try to find your village, I was in a dark space. And so as many of us mothers do, quote unquote, try to get our body back after having children, I was on an unhealthy diet journey. However, the beauty in that was this rest day, this program I was participating that I'll leave unnamed had a yoga day. And so really that was just my, introduce, my introduction to getting to know my body 
in a slower paced way versus these vigorous workouts where I needed to burn calories, Mm -hmm. which later on led to me reconnecting with someone in my life that we had met many years before that. And she was teaching meditation and I wanted to grow my business. But what I ended up doing was healing my relationship with food and my body and inviting in meditation at that time. And so all of this started once I became a mother. And so I remember when we found out I was pregnant, we were pregnant. It was a decision that we both made together and still very surreal. And I remember just bawling my eyes out because I didn't want to pass on the parts of me that I disliked or hated to my child. And so I think a lot of us really start to hyper-focus on those when we, when we become mothers and some of us get sad about it. And some of us decide we want to change those parts of us so that we can be the best version of ourselves yes. so that we, you know, break those patterns and generational things that we're so conscious of that happened to us while growing up. So how long have you been practicing? So my son will be seven in June. So I'd say not quite seven years, but five to six years. As a side note, again, I've been practicing yoga probably a little more than 10 years. So friends, if you have small children, yoga is so important in your life because that is what gives you the, I swear, the flexibility to be able to get on the ground and to play with them and to get up and not feel like, like keep up with them. I mean, I, I think there's absolutely something to be said for, I mean, clearly the, the mental aspect of it, but also the physical aspect, like, and how much better it makes you feel that you're not feeling like you're struggling or you, you physically cannot be present. I mean, that's just, honestly, that's just been my perspective, but I mean, do you, do you think that there's truth in that or is that just, oh, an 100%. Story? I mean, yoga and meditation offer us the physical and the mental, and then, you know, some choose to make it a spiritual experience. And so it's, it's all encompassing. It really is. And we hear the cliche body, mind, soul, but when you really start to begin to understand what that means and embodiment, it's not just some quote or some words on a shirt. It is your life. And it becomes so important. I think that having children is actually, they're our greatest teachers and they're the greatest spiritual teachers. And it's, it's so profound and so simple and so deep because they really reflect back to us the best and we could call it worst of ourselves. <laughs> and then we recognize this is a behavior that maybe was passed on to me or that I'm unconsciously passing on to my child. And that practice of mindfulness of really being so self-aware, we get to choose to do differently as human beings. And then it's just a heightened awareness as, as parents, because our children are mirroring back behaviors to us because they're little sponges. They are little sponges (laughs) for good or for bad. Yes, they are. (laughs) I've practiced yoga at home. And before my kids even went to school, they would do yoga with me. So it, it wasn't a new concept for them, but in a couple of my children, their classes, they have actually practiced yoga and mindfulness. And I was so happy that that wasn't a new concept to them, that they knew it. And I remember my son coming home being like, mom, this is what we did today. Come here, come on, get ready. We got to do poses. And then we're doing all the poses. And 
I, I love that concept. I love that the school is, is taking that on and seeing the importance of that. So I guess a good transition, do you practice meditation, mindfulness, yoga, anything like that with your son? Not every day. And oh gosh, no. I think number one, I'm the living example. So whether he is like, it's a formal sit down with him, mm. it isn't always, it is sometimes I desire to do it more. When he was very young, it was just him watching me from the playpen mm-hmm. or whatever activity he was doing because that was mom's time. But as he's gotten older and he's gotten more active and then he has a shorter attention span, honestly, I put it aside for a time, not really prioritizing it because I would use the excuse, oh, my child needs me rather than prioritizing my mental, physical well-being, saying, 10 minutes, my child can occupy himself at this point at six, almost seven years old, maybe with one eye open, (laughs) (laughs) but there will be days where it's like, you know, that this is mom's time. You can sit with me or you can do something quiet in your room. There are days where I'll handle hand him a device. I do try to let that be option C rather Mm -hmm. than a or B, but it's really beautiful when we realize their potential and capacity of they actually can sit with us. And maybe he can't sit for a full 10 minutes, but it might be for two minutes. And I hear him. (sighs) (laughs) And then I notice how his life has become meditative. And he says, mom, I need to take some space. Or we went to a family wedding in Puerto Rico last summer. And he realized when he would need to take some time to himself Mm -hmm. in quiet time, or he really wanted to talk about his feelings because we're really articulate about how am I feeling? Let's take a deep breath first. I mean, it even goes as far as helping him go pee. Like, oh, I know you're excited. I have a little boy. All right. And then trickles down. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. So it is so beautiful to see it mirrored back to you. And those, I think, are like the proudest mom moments when yes, I'd love to do a sit down formal class with him. And we've done the cosmic kids yoga on YouTube, or he has participated with me. But I think number one, I'm the living example. And then number two, we do it together. And then number three, I start to see it come out in his life. And I'm like, Hmm. But few, I'm trying to think, probably back in October. So Jalene Jones was on. That's someone I've been practicing with for years. And she enlightened me that mindfulness isn't always sitting and being focused and breathing. She's like, it can be when you're on a walk or when you're just, you know, doing something else or just, she was giving examples. And you're right. I notice even with my son, I think his mindfulness sometimes is doing Legos. I swear it is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, and he'll say, he'll be like, he'll say, I, he's like, I need my own space right now. I need my space. And that to me, I'm like, maybe everything else I did wrong today, but that one thing we nailed it. But my daughter also has sometimes, she's a lot of big emotions. She's very passionate. And she is the type of girl who's going to become a woman who is going to change the world. But with that passion also comes a lot of very big emotions that get overwhelming. Meditation, mindfulness has been one of our ways to help her, like just kind of collect herself and get herself together. We even in our house, 
if I feel like I'm getting a little impatient because I do get impatient because I'm human, I'll even say to the kids, if you feel like I'm doing that, let me know. Say, mom, it's time for you to take some deep breaths. And, oh, they yeah. and they'll call me out on it. And I, I love in the moment, maybe I don't love it as much, but I know <laughs> it's what's the right thing for all of us. My son has definitely said, mom, do you need to go take a bath or do you, are you going to go to a yoga class? Cause you seem stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that part's great to me because mm-hmm. it shows that it's, they realize it's not all about them. They're aware of other people's feelings. I think it helps them focus in on their own feelings as well. And then at least by identifying, then you start to have more ways to have coping mechanisms. Exactly. And just back to overwhelm, I a thousand percent experienced that our children experience that. And so I think the thing I love so much about the work that I get to do with, with women, with mothers is that you don't have to do it alone. Overwhelm is real. And these are tools that you can start to add into your box to pick and choose from. Cause some days yoga doesn't do it for me. Meditation doesn't do it for me. Sometimes I need to do all the things. And sometimes I just need to physically get out of the house and having a mindfulness and a yoga meditation practice. We speak about nature and nature helps us be more present and remember our true nature. So physically getting outside. So myself and my son, and I live in South Carolina. So we're, we have that opportunity to enjoy being outside yes. more often, at least until the steamy weather arrives. And yeah, so overwhelm is real. It's so real. And as mothers, we have so many tasks and we are caretakers. And so caring for ourselves first, we hear fill your cup, we hear all of these cliche things, but we know are true and necessary. So it's just taking radical responsibility for your happiness and waking up the 10 minutes earlier or staying up the 10 minutes later or 30 minutes or whatever that is to prioritize your well-being. Sometimes that is sleeping in. Sometimes it's waking up earlier. Sometimes it's doing it away from your child. Sometimes it's doing it with your child and just trying different ways until you notice like a shift in your overall well-being, your vibration, your frequency, your nervous system and saying, okay, this is the thing that I am committed to keeping promises to, right? Promises Mm -hmm. to self and setting that example for my child. You know, I, I never realized how much I took self-care for granted until I became a mom because I was single. I was a professional. I've lived in a few different States, not as many as you, but I've lived in a few States. Then even with my husband, it was easy to take care of myself. It's not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. I will, those will be my last dying words. I swear like moms take parents, take care of yourself. It's okay. Because you're not at your best when you don't take care of yourself, when you don't And you're right. It doesn't have to be something huge. It might just be just 10 minutes catching your breath or sleeping in. Like you said, those are all, it's okay. We're human. We're human people. We make mistakes. We struggle. It's learning how to deal with those struggles. I think is sometimes the hard part when you become a mom. Mm -hmm. And that's why these practices support the hard, right? Yes. So you work with a lot of moms. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. That seems like that's kind of like your niche. 
what is one thing you would say to moms to take away to say, this is what you have to try to do for yourself. This is how you're going to feel better about yourself, be a better mom, be a better person. I Ooh, think, I put you on spot. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I'm just always think on how to deliver it. We forget about our power. And so to the women that have birthed children and to the women that are keeping children alive, whether you yeah. check one of those boxes or none of those boxes, but you are raising children, that is powerful. That takes so much of us. And why I say that is because it's a reminder of our power, of our strength, of our capacity, of our potential. So if that other thing that feels hard feels almost impossible, so it's because somebody, so many people say, oh, I, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. But we do. And if that pocket of time that feels hard or impossible is actually going to help the majority of what you need to do in a day, then it's just tapping into that power, into that knowing of who you are and what you're capable of to do that almost little task that we're creating to be so much bigger than it is. That's going to support us a thousand times more than the thing that is about like uh, avoidance, right? So there's a lot of self-care that is avoidance, binging Netflix, drinking, eating, right? Because it's like, oh, I deserve it. I deserve it, right? And there's beauty in those things. But there's also the waking up the 10 minutes, the showing up for some of these practices in our toolbox that, oh my gosh, I really do feel so much better. And then like, wow, I am amazing. I feel amazing. Now I can show up for my responsibilities for my child. So it's just a remembering of who we are and what we're capable of. And we don't need to do it all, but that one thing, whatever you decide for it to be, gets to just shift your entire day and your entire way of being. Does does all of that make sense? It absolutely does make sense. And I think it's also another way that you're teaching your children, self-care is important and that's okay. And that, because I'm sure you're this, you have the same thing with your, with your son. You can say something a thousand times, like, please be polite. But if you're not polite, your children aren't going to be polite. Or so that's just as like a example, a random one. I think you're teaching them how to, to care for yourself. Oh yeah. hundred So important. And no matter what you do in life, that is an important skill set. doesn't matter what, what you do, you, you need to have that skill set. Oh yeah, exactly. Because being a mom's a tough gig. Let's be honest. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's tough. It's not always easy. And just my humble opinion, when you're able to take that time for yourself and make you feel better, everything's going to feel better. It's not going to feel as tough. It helps you find the positive instead of focusing all the, on all the negative. And I'll even admit, since, since starting Mom Treading Water, I was looking back at my content and looking at things and I was like, oh, negative Nelly, negative Nelly, negative Nelly. So yes, you want to acknowledge the struggles and being hard, but you also need to embrace the positivity of it as well. I think, you know, we go through different seasons. We go through it 
through our children's ages. We go through it in our physical seasons and we go through it in ourselves. And I think number one is honoring the season that you're in. And do you feel like you need to be in it longer or are you ready for a shift? Last summer, I was in a depression and usually summer is like, woohoo, energy, Mm -hmm. go do all the things. And winter is more of a time to slow down and go within and be cold and cozy and nourishing. But this last year, I was opposite that. I got into the fall winter and was like, I'm waking up early. This is for me. I'm ready to get in the best shape of my life. I'm going to nourish my body. I am motivated and energized and, and working towards my business at a higher level. And then it slows down a little, but now that it's springtime, we get that new energy, which is actually more natural for us versus January, February, March. That's just, you know, that's another conversation because this is like, this is the new year. It's not January. And, and, you know, there's history to that, but I think number one, honoring the season that you're in, you know, if you have a newborn and you're called to, to, to have a winter and slow down and and be with that child. And whether it's a newborn or a toddler or an older child or a teenager, honoring your season, right? And so that toolbox is, okay, permission to rest, permission Mm -hmm. to slow down, permission to nourish and just let go of the task-oriented living. Or it's like, okay, I've been in this place for a while and now I feel stuck here. It no longer feels nourishing. I'm ready to be in my spring and summertime. Then it's just taking that radical responsibility and deciding what feels good to me right now. And can I keep promises to myself? I desire this, not because she's doing it, but maybe she's mirroring something to me that I miss about myself. And then just, I'm always encouraging people to empower themselves. It's okay to be empowered by others, but not relying on that and saying, wow, I'm going to keep this promise to myself. And that builds trust and that builds confidence versus, oh, I only will go there if this person does it with me. One of the things I have found, and I don't know if it's from partly from, you know, I have had my own struggles with depression and anxiety and ADHD, but I do find that if I, I have to make that commitment like a doctor's appointment or anything. If I, I have to make that commitment the same way, I have to make that obligation to myself, just like I have an obligation to someone else. And I question myself, I'm like, why do I place more priority on that as opposed to even if, it, even if it's just me? Why, why, does, why does that not hold the same level? Do you find that moms would do that as well? Not, not hold it at the same standard? Well, yeah. Oh, I can spend money on my child, but I can't spend money on myself. Amen. I can spend time for my children and their friends, but not my friends. So it's, I think, and that's the beauty of these practices is it helps us become aware of the behaviors. If that brings you joy, continue doing it. But if there is something missing inside of you that is needing to be fulfilled, then it might not be fulfilled on a weekly basis like it used to be. But if it's at least a once a month, or in every other month and yes. deciding to, that's why examples like what you just said, when we notice, okay, I had a conversation with my dental hygienist yesterday where she's willing to spend money on premium makeup, but not $8 on this premium floss. Yet our teeth are with us for our entire lives and makeup is just an extra. It's not a right. quote unquote necessity, but 
flossing is. Yes. And so she kind of had this back and forth with herself and said, yes, I like this. It makes me feel good. It's for my health. And then either I choose to still spend the money on the premium makeup or not and, and make a shift. So that's the beauty is life is overwhelming because we get a lot of options and choices and decisions. Yes. But at the end of the day, honoring our gut. So that's where the I love me yoga that I teach is about finding that connection with the body, trusting your gut, that inner knowing that intuition, you might physically feel it in your body. When it, how does it feel expansive or contractive in your body? And then truly decide in your power and saying, yes, this is what I need. And it's going to support me and it's going to support my family and my children. And Yes, as mothers, there are sacrifices, okay? But decide to choose you a little more often than you used to and not only prioritizing your child and then let it slowly layer until you remember, ooh, this feels good for me. And I, we get to have both. It doesn't have to be either. You're mirroring so much. Uh, Dr. Michelle May, she is the founder of a program called Am I Hungry? And a big basis of her program is about learning to be your own expert, learning to know your own body and be able to read those signals. And you're mirroring so much exactly what she said as well. And we have to remind ourselves, we, we are smart. We are smart people. We, we know, we just need to listen. Well, and I teach, and I teach my son that like when it comes to, I don't want him to teach. I don't want to teach him that sugar is bad or anything is bad, but how does it make your body feel, honey? I know it's so exciting and you love it and the idea yeah. of it. And, but then sometimes you have a headache the next day when, cause we had treats many times throughout the day and how does our body feel? So I'm really trying to pass that self-awareness onto him and help him make empowered decisions to yes. speak up for himself and to understand how things make him feel. And so that's the thing that, yes, I get to teach this to other women, but then it's even more exciting to get to pass it on to my son. Absolutely. So how often do you, do you, um, do you, words are not coming out of my mouth? Cause I'm now thinking about all the things you just said. And I'm like, I need to be more aware of uh, your episodes. How, how often do you drop your podcast episode? So folks can take a listen, because I believe I, one of your episodes, I was listening at the end. I was like, Oh, she does a little, a little breathing. And I enjoyed that moment. Um, how often do you do you drop a new episode? Yes. Let's talk meditation with Heather Nieves. It's everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, every Tuesday is a new episode. Great. Okay. And do you end every episode with a little bit of mindfulness meditation? I have been trending that way. Yes. So once a month I offer just a guided meditation, Beautiful. uh, twice a month, I have a solo episode and once a month I do an interview. So it's just, it's so much fun to bring in these different conscious conversations with other women, things of, I speak about very vulnerably about just speaking with intention and loving our bodies and our relationship with food and our relationship with alcohol and our relationship with our children. So thanks for asking. All right. Well, we, I will definitely include those links. Do you feel comfortable maybe helping us end this episode with a little bit of nice breathing, deep breathing? Oh, yes. I'm so glad um, that you asked. Oh, yes, I'm yes. so glad. I'm like excited I, for me. Uh, I just put you on driving, the driving. <laughs> It's, it's perfect. I love it. I'm all about it because then it's organic. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Agree. So if you're driving, please uh, keep your eyes open, but if yes. you are 
available and you have to keep one eye open because you're watching your children or you can hear my dog barking sorry so just close your eyes and just roll your shoulders back a few times and I just like to do three cleansing breaths we're going to inhale through the nose and let it out through the mouth <sighs> let it be weird just let out that sigh we all need that sigh of relief <sighs> Another inhale through the nose, fill yourself up and let it all go. <sighs> you don't need that heaviness anymore. Another inhale, hold it at the top, take another sip in and let it all go. <sighs> Releasing any mental tension and physical tension. And maybe even placing your hand on your belly. As you inhale again, filling the belly up, feeling it expand, taking up space and slowly letting it go. Just remembering that it's safe to trust your gut. Your body knows it's sending you messages all the time. So this is just an invitation to pay closer attention and honor them. They will get louder if you don't. Take another deep breath in and let it all go. <sighs> Place our hands on our heart. One more breath in and slowly let it out. And just pause here for another moment or two. And slowly open your eyes. How do you feel? I feel great, even though the dog is barking. So I very much apologize for that, friends. Well, I don't really hear it. So okay, it's, well, that's good. It's okay. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. If it's okay to share, I have a free five-day breathe in love yoga and meditation experience for anybody that has listened today. It's just heathernieves.com forward slash breathe in love. So there's three meditations and two little yoga sessions. Oh, fantastic. I'll include that in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Heather, thank you for being with us today. It's, it's been, been great getting honor. to know you. It's been an honor. I could talk about these things all day long, but I hope that you'll take a couple of deep breaths for yourself and with your children today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All Thank right. you. Heather. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you.